Why are some of us so opposed to masks and mask mandates? This is a question that's been thrown around a lot during the pandemic. And those who ask this question, they, they usually repeat these statements that I think are not really well thought out. They'll say things like, come on, man, it's not a big deal. We're all in this together. Let's not be selfish. Think of others, etc., etc. And even those who might agree with me on the science with this issue, a lot of those people will also say it's not really a big deal. Just just comply. It's it's, it's not a big intrusion on your personal liberty. It's it's not all that inconvenient. At least for most of it, for us, it's not all that inconvenient. I suppose for people who have to wear one all day in certain settings it's it's very inconvenient but i don't think that these people are are correct i i don't think they're thinking through this enough and i think that being ordered to put a covering on your face in and of itself is a big deal but but even beyond that i'm troubled by the reasoning behind mask mandates and i'm very troubled by the implications of that reasoning. One mistake that I think those of us who are anti-maskers have made is that we've spent a lot of time debating the science of this. And don't get me wrong, the, the science is firmly on our side. The, the idea that a cloth or a surgical mask could have anything other than a minimal effect on the spread of a virus like this is laughable. And there's plenty of data to back us up. Recent data, data going back prior to COVID, just dealing with other flu-like illnesses. So the science is solidly on our side, but in arguing the science so much, we, we've missed a bigger, a bigger issue. Suppose, for sake of argument, that masks really were effective and could significantly reduce the transmission of this virus, would, would mask mandates be justified in that instance? I would argue that no, that doing so still wouldn't be right. And this is where I think we've gone down a very scary road and where we're setting precedents that could lead us to a really, really dark place well, actually have already led us to a dark place, and especially in places like New Zealand and Australia that have become straight-up tyrannies, in my opinion. See, here's the thing about life. Every morning when you leave your door, there are a certain amount of risks that you face that you just accept. Life comes to us with some risks. Every year, people die in random accidents. They die in automobile accidents. People die from all sorts of communicable diseases. Viruses, germs, bacteria, th these were all part of the deal that we've just accepted. And what we've done with our COVID mitigation, with lockdowns and masks, we've engaged in this fool's errand of trying to stop a virus, a highly transmissible virus. And to do so in a modern society with a, with a modern vibrant economy that depends on people interacting and getting out 
and doing all sorts of things, it's, it's incredibly dangerous. It's an incredibly dangerous thing to do. And when you go down this road where you make the government responsible for this task of trying to stop a highly transmissible virus, what you've done is you've set the stage for that same government to regulate almost every aspect of your life. That's troubling to me. What's also troubling is how this poorly thought out strategy turns neighbors against each other. One thing that I recall, and for those of us who opposed all this mitigation, and particularly mask mandates, we would often say things like, it's not the government's job to shelter us from risks, and we should have the right to make our own decisions about these things. And one of the, I would say, not so clever, but for whatever reason, people have gotten behind this reasoning, but one of the arguments that I would hear in return is that, well, it's not just about you and what your risk tolerance is, but you could get someone else sick, and therefore these regulations that are being imposed upon you are justified. Well, this is all wrong, and the people saying this, they're either not thinking it through enough, or they just don't care. They're, they're behind this for whatever reason. The problem with that line of argument is that it fails to take into account what your proper duties are to your fellow man. And what are the limits of your duties to your fellow man? In tort law, there is this principle that says you owe your fellow man what we call a duty of reasonable care. Right? This doesn't mean that you have to shelter your neighbor from every and any risk. It means you have to act reasonably. I can't go flying down a side street at 50 miles an hour. I can't pull out a rifle and start shooting rounds into the air in a residential neighborhood. We owe each other some duties. There's no question about that. We have to act reasonably. We, we can't subject our neighbors to unreasonable risks. And this is where government has a legitimate role in prescribing such conduct. But the fact that you have a duty of reasonable care to your neighbor doesn't mean it's incumbent upon you to eliminate all risks from life that may affect your neighbors. This goes back to the argument I made before. When you walk out your door in the morning, not only are you taking on some risks, but you're subjecting those around you to some risks. You could have an accident on the highway. You could, you could be sick. Long before COVID, people would pass on communicable diseases and viruses to each other. And for those who are in a vulnerable state, that could theoretically kill people. And, and every we lose two and a half million people every year. Mostly people who are advanced in years, just as most of those who've died of COVID are advanced in years. But th this has never been an excuse to stop civilization dead in its tracks. Walking out your door, participating in commerce, going to the grocery store, going out to a stadium to watch a ball game, going to see a concert, meeting people in church, going out to bars, these are not unreasonable behaviors, right? So when people say, yeah, but you're putting others at risk, but you're not putting them at unreasonable risks. When we get to a point, even in a pandemic, where we're saying that people are doing something selfish by, by merely going out, by merely living, by literally just breathing, we've, we've gone to a dangerous and unhealthy place. 
And that's why I think it's so ridiculous that people, even those who believe in the questionable science of masking, it's, it's why I think they're so ridiculous to walk around and think that this is a legitimate strategy for, for stopping a virus. If I never went on the highway again, I know that I would never get in an accident where I could hurt myself or others, but I'm obviously not going to do that. I could ensure that I never give anybody any kind of virus or communicable disease if I wear a hazmat suit, but I'm not going to do that because it's ridiculous. Likewise, going out in public with a mask is ridiculous. And for those who say that this is selfish, I would turn that around on them. Who, who's really being selfish? Is it the people who just want to live life as normal? Or is it the people who are asking you to do something abnormal because they're scared of, the, of COVID? Right? Isn't it incumbent upon those who are particularly vulnerable? Again, not, not disparaging these people or talking down to them. I take COVID seriously for, for certain subgroups of this country. It can be devastating. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't look out for our neighbors at all, but your neighbor shouldn't impose upon you to the point where you can't just live normal, right? Our whole strategy on this was, was upside down. Every effort we made should have been targeted to those vulnerable subgroups and helping them function in a way to where if they had to remove themselves from normal activities, that we could accommodate them in doing that. That would have been far smarter than spending $6 trillion to put everybody out of work. It's just so ridiculous. I get upset every time I talk about it. But in, in any event, there's nothing selfish about people who just want to breathe fresh air and don't want to go to ridiculous lengths to, to stop a pandemic. And the reason masks are being pushed so much by some people is because they have an agenda. Mask mandates are an attempt to impose a kind of esprit de corps around our mitigation strategy. That's why you'll hear these slogans repeated like, we're all in this together. It was so creepy to me at the beginning of the pandemic. And I don't know why, why they would do this, but you'd go to the grocery store and they'd make these goofy announcements like, remember to stay six feet apart. And remember, we're all in this together. Just so creepy and unnecessary and weird. In saying this, I'm not pushing some kind of lame conspiracy theory either. For those who obsess about public health, this is, a, this is an agenda that they really believe in, and they are trying to push it on people. They, they want to break down our sense of individual rights and liberty because they see that as an inconvenience to their public health goals. I'm not even saying these people are necessarily nefarious. The Tony Fauci's of the world really believe in these values, and they think themselves noble for trying to impose them on you. But intentions aside, these people have no right to impose their values on you. And this is why it's such a big deal to so many of us. The science isn't good. The reasoning is even worse. Mask mandates are immoral and they're wrong and we should abandon them.